Stay in the know with Radio 2000 Podcast. Hi, Doc. Good morning. How are you doing, Tommy? I am fantastic. Always, always very lovely chatting to you. And we're talking World Prematurity Day today. Uh, firstly, you're a father to a premature child who is now 10 years old. This must be very close to your heart. Is it the reason why you went on to become a pediatrician? Because you had first hand of a child that was born quite early. Actually, that's the main reason why I eventually ended up in pediatrics. Wow. It's actually one of those things that I never thought would cross my mind. I mean, people that went to medical school with me never even saw me as a pediatrician. Mm. And I think uh, when my son was born 10 years ago, uh, it was just one of those things that uh, just triggered the need for me, or rather I saw the need for me to go into this field. And uh, I must say that it has been one of the most fulfilling things ever and uh, enjoying it at the most and I'm also in a fortunate position to be in a hospital mm. that's both mother and child. So we solely focus on uh, I mean, uh, babies that are most of the time premature babies. Let's unpack the importance of World Prematurity Day, which is today. Uh, what are some of the things that you would like to highlight around, uh, you know, babies born preterm? I think first, maybe just to get it clear, is that Preterm babies are actually defined as those babies that are born before 37 weeks. Mm-hmm. So, and again, it's only, you know, again, when you talk about how far a woman is pregnant for, the only thing that's very important, uh, or rather for us to be able to track things properly, it's only whether you've got a person that is going through the antenatal I mean, care. Okay. Yeah. And that's one of the most important things because then that becomes your good yardstick to say where you are and how things are going with the child. So in terms of uh, prematurity, as I said, it's that, uh, those neonates that are born before 37 weeks. And uh, the importance of uh, this day, that, uh, as you've uh, highlighted earlier on, is that there's a need to raise awareness and then to also raise awareness in terms of prematurity and the risks associated with prematurity, plus the support that's needed for parents and families that are going through uh, this uh, whole ordeal of having a child coming in much more early. Mm. And I always put one thing to my patients all the time, whether premature babies or 10 babies that eventually end up going into neonatal ICU. I think it's important to understand that, you know, as a mother, you carry this child through this period, and then all of a sudden the child comes out and the child is not with you. There's all the separation that goes yeah. on as well. Understanding that the child needs to be neonatalized to you, but then the problem then also becomes that the mother has more anxiety mm. on top of that. The mm. child is in ICU, you don't have your child mm. with, and there are all the strangers that are coming in and poking mm. on the child or so. So this day is quite important that people are aware that uh, there is uh, that I mean uh, significant problem that uh, pregnant women, any pregnant woman can actually experience. I mean, the stats as they stand, they say about 15 million uh, babies are born premature. And in South Africa, for instance, they say about 15% of the births are premature. That is one in seven babies are premature babies. What sort of complications cause uh, preterm births? I can imagine someone pregnant right now uh, listening to the show, doing everything right, eating healthy, seeing the doctor regularly, and, uh, you know, all of a sudden they're in labor and it's preterm. What, what, what sort of complications cause preterm births? 
Again, goes back to the same that I was saying. You know, I think you've just, uh, I mean, highlighted something that's quite important. That antenatal care is quite important mm. because we you've got good antenatal care, and which we are in a fortunate position in South Africa that both in the private sector as well as the government sector, you are able to get good antenatal care. It just depends that women need to be proactively going. But then, obviously, there are some people that have comorbidities. And comorbidities, yeah. for instance, would be one of the main risks in looking at things like high blood pressure. And high blood pressure tends to be common in pregnant women just because of the state of the pregnancy, that your blood pressure, everything just goes up. And mm. then those, those, that's, that's one of the main things that tends to, to cause that. But we also do know that multiple deaths, for instance, that you are at risk of delivering quite early if you've got multiple deaths. And then, again, as I said, comorbidities, diabetes, for instance, as well. So it's very important that you look at all those things. But again, the one thing that's very, very important that tends to uh, I mean, cause um, uh, early preterm delivery, it's infections. Mm. Women just experiencing urinary tract infections. That's why whenever you are pregnant, you start experiencing any symptoms that are suggested that you could be having urinary tract infections, go see the doctor. Yeah. Get it treated as early as possible. And then the second thing that's very important that unfortunately a lot of women tend to uh, I mean, uh, live under is stress. Mm. You, know? you know that a lot of people mm. work and then they still I mean, have to be mothers, then there's a lot of stress associated with that. That can cause problems as well. Sure. I mean, I think I can, that I can relate to firsthand. I mean, in terms of my child being born early, yeah. my wife actually was under a lot of stress and that just happened. I mean, we had gone to a doctor a week before that and the, the child was checked oh. and things were fine. But a week later, she just felt that the movements of the baby was not too good. Went to the doctor and then she was booked in for emergency infection. And then one week's um, weight of one kg, my son was born. Oh, my goodness. I'm yeah. glad you, you brought up your own personal experience dealing with, you know, your a week before your wife was perfectly fine. A week later, the baby is arriving and emergency C-section needs to happen. How are families and babies affected by preterm births? Because I can imagine psychologically there's a lot of, you know, trauma there as well as a lot of anxiety because you have no idea what's happening and you all also uh, need to treat this baby with great care. And I think, I think that's the thing that comes in where the pediatrician is a much more complex I mean, uh, profession in the sense that you've got a child that you have to deal with, you've got the family yeah. as well that you have to deal with, and the extended family that you have to deal okay. with. And I think it's, it's, it's just important to note that, as, as it says, prematurity, it means literally everything is premature. Mm. From the brain, the eyes, the lungs, the heart, the tummy, the kidneys, everything is premature. So what that tells saying is that there is risks that all these organs, things can go wrong with them. So obviously one has to be all the time vigilant and obviously checking on things. And again, this adds up the anxiety to the mom because yeah. the first thing that you need to be doing is to explain that these are the processes that we're going to be going through. These are the things that we need to be checking. So every time you come in with everything, or rather with things that are new, Again, it's just it's up and it's up. So I think that's the main thing to say is the importance of this day to just get them supported and get the support that they need. How do we support a mother or a family that, um, you know, have this fragile human being that's just arrived prematurely? How do we as a community support them? I think, you know, the one thing that's still very ideal, that's the most important thing that used to be done in, I mean, in the olden days, is just to get 
somebody that comes in mm. and stays with this mother. Mm. You know, mm. the partner could be there, partner could be working, partner could be supportive, but you need somebody that comes in and stays with this mother. Again, you need the reassurance from the doctor. I think the health professional as well has got a lot of on their shoulders to be able to reassure the mother continuously and get them talking. But I think the most important thing is just to make sure that the person does get somebody that stays with them. They have somebody that they're able to share their anxieties with. Mm. I mean, currently there are, I mean, groups on Facebook, there are yeah. groups on all social medias where mothers are supporting each other, sharing information. Those are some of the platforms or things that one can use to be able to get through this time of anxiety, time of our waiting to get your child to go home. And I think it's important as well to just uh, in terms of from the onset, one has to be honest with uh, the parents that things can go wrong, mm. you know, because you can imagine sure. that this child is taken out of this protective environment, this child is taken out of uh, an environment where they're supposed to be growing in, they're put out, and there's a lot of stress that can be put on them. And that again, can things can go wrong. Small, tiny things go wrong, and they just add up, and then they can be significant. And can preterm births be avoided through the correctional medical channels? You made mention earlier on in our interview about how um, antenatal care is so, so important. Um, Can this assist in avoiding, um, you know, preterm births? Most definitely, most definitely. Antenatal care is still very key because once a woman, and again, I think a lot of mothers tend, you know, most of the time, women will tell you, now we found out that I was pregnant when I was already in my second yeah, trimester. Yeah. Because we missed that period, and then in the first trimester, they're not away, yeah. and they think, oh, I'm having irregular periods. And then the time that's crucial for them to be seen by their gynecologist or be seen by the midwife, it's at that first trimester because then that is the time where they are able to now set things and set the scene properly, start all your antenatal, I mean, uh, medicines that you need for the baby to grow appropriately so. And then the child can be monitored. Your gestational age, meaning that how far pregnant you are, can be assessed. It's better assessed if it's done Mm, in the first trimester. mm, mm. So a lot of women end up coming in only in their second and third trimester. And then in that instance, you really can make an assessment to say how far pregnant this woman is. Because again, it's important. Remember I said, these kids are born, or these children are born at 37 weeks. Yeah. But that does not say that you would not have a big baby that is still premature. Mm, mm, so the mm. assumption that the weight doesn't indicate prematurity is actually quite a wrong assumption. Doc, we unfortunately have to end the conversation right there. But I know there are some people that want to continue uh, maybe getting more information around premature, premature babies as well as uh, prevention and how one can look after themselves and babies as, uh, you know, this beautiful time of their lives being pregnant and they're trying to avoid having a preterm baby. How do we get information and where would you uh, where would you direct us to get reliable information so we can empower ourselves? I think by far your local clinic, if ever you are in, 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 in a position that you're not necessarily within, I mean, uh, the private uh, system, the local clinic, and again, the South African uh, I mean, government health department has really put out a lot of effort to make sure that there is information that's available yeah. out there in the clinics. And I mean, not so long ago, in Limpopo, for instance, they were launching the whole uh, I mean, uh, 
set up where they're having uh, mechanisms and things that they're doing to make sure that they prevent premature. There's definitely available information at your local clinic. I think that will be the first place to start off with. And then obviously, if ever you are in a position to see a gynecologist, mm. start off with your gynecologist. Mm. Because unfortunately, going on to online, sometimes one can yeah. up with misinformation as well. So I find those are all normally your good starting points. And the Department of Health website as well also does have information on this. Fantastic. Thank you so yeah. much, Dr. Mulefi, for sharing your personal story. And uh, thank you so much for becoming a pediatrician because you're helping so many babies. Radio 2000 Podcast.